Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Carl Pinson Bustillo. Yay! Yay. So I'm happy here. to have you again. Oh my God. Thank you for having me again, especially on this uh, luxurious green room. Yes, we're recording again at the Wall Comedy uh, on Grünberger Straße 84 in Friedrichshain, thanks to Foster Yao, the owner. Do you think that it was a, like a dick move on my side to put my name on top of all of the hooks for the jacket Look, i tend to think that writing so in this green room that we're recording in every all the comedians have written their their name on the wall we've been invited to i think i feel like writing your name on a wall already just feels like a dick move you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> but wait a minute it's this it was like on the owner hi J, uh hi foster it was on uh, it was on foster's advice he gave us all like yeah. markers like you cannot blame your kids for writing on the wall if you give them markers it's true you can't you can't really like you can't but like no there, there's some good there's like i don't know how how <laughs> dick movie it is like i i overthought mine for sure uh but i made mine look as like adults only as possible i know? love i love that dave adams brand is like i am Dave Adams, which yeah, is right. very accurate. It's very accurate. It's it's good. I like. I don't know. It's pretty scrappy. I was at a Mad Monkey Room yesterday, and uh, and I was still like I only slept four hours yesterday. So like after my show on Friday, I um I was drinking and and partying with all the comedians at the show, and then I was like. I want to meet up with someone. And so I texted, <laughs> <laughs> so I texted someone and uh, he was at my favorite club in Berlin, Same Heads, um, which used to happen. Like they used to have a, one of the best comedy shows in Berlin there in the, in the, in the basement. Um, but anyway, I was like, oh, he's there. Cool. I love this bar. So I went and, um, and then just as I arrived, he was leaving and he had this whole group of people and we ended up going to Paolo Pinko, this bar. And then we ended up at some kneiper and then we ended up going back to his place. And then it was just like, like plates on plates of uh, fun and more drinks. And uh, and then I didn't get to sleep until like 12 p.m., <laughs> uh, maybe 12 p.m. Woke up without an alarm. Thank God, because this show at Mad Monkey Room was at 6 p.m. And it was a German show, but I was the English performer. And it, like, I, I had to get from Kreuzberg to my house in Deep Neukölln and then pick up the mixer and everything for my Saturday night show, which was after the Mad Monkey Room show. Oh, my God. I had to shower, look appropriate. Uh, and then I ended up having to get a taxi from my apartment to Prenzlauer Berg. And I got to the show just on time. And uh, I was feeling definitely still a bit high, I think. And, Folks, uh, that's just a modern woman. I'm, I'm assuming you're a woman. I, you haven't. Um, you're still a woman. I identify as a woman. Yes. <laughs> Folks, yes. this is the life of a modern woman in, in Berlin. It's <laughs> full of excitement and adventure. Really, really. Oh my god. Yeah. Like I was hanging out with like a French comedian and like this uh, club owner in Ukraine and uh, the guy that I was spending time with, and uh, and then like all of these other Ukrainians and and there was some other uh, anyway Germans and stuff. But um, but. I was I bring it up because when I was at Mad Monkey Room they have a wall for all of the German comics and all their signatures and I felt so connect like I could really feel the personalities of all their like all their signatures so looked like them and I was just like <laughs> oh, no. I the, I was just like radiating this like like this 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 wall was radiating this the, this personality through each signature and it was like oh yeah that's definitely Pasu and oh my god yeah Shahak's signature and Alex and, and like everyone you know like uh, Oliver Polak all of these comedians it was just like 
I feel them. <laughs> or you have felt them at some point in your life. Which is accurate as well. <laughs> no, I haven't really like deep dived into the into the German scene. Oh my god, how how is it that we always end up dipping into the cesspool that is our workplace? I say this because, mm -hmm. and let me just jump into yeah, into, into that with another story. Please, um, I just just spent two months in the island of Malta mm -hmm. shooting a vampire movie at night. Mm, that's cool. Um, I love was, vampire movies, I, like. That's why I went to do this movie. But then what I learned in the process is if you love something, let it go. <laughs> let it be free. Don't. Just don't, don't, don't get involved. Don't like, don't because you can end up like seeing it. the process from the inside. Mm -hmm. And the process is, is, is dirty. It's it, fucking dirty. Absolutely. But like sometimes you like the dirtiness. Like for example, the comedy world. It's like, of course, like you, you're going to get into it and really? you're going to love all the elements of it except for maybe the lack of professionalism and smaller scenes. But <laughs> Precisely. That, and that's the thing that attracts me the most about making movies, which is just like this caravan of mad people mm. rolling around the world mm -hmm. throndling with this like heavy steps because everything moves so slow and you're yeah, making a movie forever. yes and then add on top of that that we were like on a ship that was supposed to be from the 1800s from the end of the 1800s mm -hmm. and it was supposed to uh like go through a storm so we had to have like fake rain which is the worst kind of rain because mm -hmm. it never stops or it stops on command whenever somebody says stop the rain or when they say just keep the rain going mm -hmm. so people were drenched to the bone people were like emotionally batter mm -hmm. uh, another component of making movies is the gruesome hours and mm -hmm. As as a person in film, you end up looking for love. You end up looking for affection. Mm -hmm. I had my family there for two weeks, but then I told them, you guys need to go because this is not like a family-friendly so, production. So, so uh, you, had, oh, you had your own family. Like my you, family, you, yeah. Baby's born. You yeah, had your baby the, and you yeah. had your partner there. Yes, my partner and my baby were there. We were sharing a room. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of fun, <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially yeah. when you're like working nights and yeah. you come back at about 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. when the baby's waking up oh. and when the uh, the partner who has the boobies is waking up to feed the baby mm -hmm. and you come in and you can be the asshole that goes, right, I'm tired, I'm just going to bed. And you can't because you come like with a charge of adrenaline. Because yeah. shooting a movie is also like a high competitive sport. It's mm -hmm. like everybody's on their best position. Everybody's like in a constant state of emergency. Because it's something a little change. bit connected to the corporate world in that as well. Like you're you're always trying to show that you could get a better position. Like you you're maybe worthy of like maybe in the next production you could give me something else. Or... And that's the part that I don't like yeah. about this, which is always politicking. Mm -hmm. So I I just stay in the moment. That's what most of the people in the crew love me because I was like the corner where you could go and just like cuddle or grab hands or <laughs> hug or if you had like a shit day you could cry with me and we mm. would cry together because mm. it was like hard and stuff mm. so of course i found like somebody there who well not just somebody but 
a few people with whom I will like retreat and just like be myself, my mm -hmm. my, my own like freaky self or whatever. Just to clarify, you are in an uh, non-monogamous. I am in a non-monogamous. Non-hierarchical. Yeah. <laughs> non-monogamous. Well, actually, this relationship is pretty hierarchical. Um, we have come to terms with the fact that. Um, yeah. With the fact that. Uh, Maria is the center of uh, my dating universe. Good. Well, because the thing is, the last time we spoke, your your episode was called um, non uh, non monogamous polyamory. Polyamory. And uh, and yeah, um, your partner was yeah Maria was pregnant, and now the baby's here, so that has changed. And also my other my um, my best friend who is pregnant, and she's also in a non monogamous relationship. During the pregnancy, they decided, well, she can't have. Uh, other relationships right she doesn't feel comfortable like she didn't want to and so they closed the relationship yeah and they're gonna close the relationship until she feels like okay now I'm back and I could I could do that but the, her focus is not on finding other romantic sexual experiences yeah mine mine is not to find romantic sexual experiences mm -hmm. um, but it is to get like beaten and getting the shit fucked out of me <laughs> uh no I, yeah i'm so sorry but that's those are those are my needs right now I, yeah. I had a i had a really hard year i had to come out to my mom mm -hmm. after um after giving her the joy of being um, uh, a grandmother my mom came to visit and she had the need to tell me that um, my life or my exposure of my life on the internet was being an embarrassment to her oh, and yeah. that she had f felt the need to um, react to that in a way that was harmful to herself. Mm -hmm. She threatened with kill her, killing herself because she I'm found really out. I'm really sorry. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a hard year for myself, like yeah. parenthood and shit. Mm -hmm. So... Um, and often parenthood then creates another dynamic with your parents, well, right? Well, the it's, other part is that I thought that I was going to have like a bigger role on, pa on, on, on parenting. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that in the first year, I am just there for the support. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, that has generated a lot of uh, feelings of inadequacy, mm -hmm. body dysmorphia, uh, mm -hmm. at the same time, just like inadequacy shame yeah because i feel like i i'm not and that has made me fall like in cycles of abuse of su substance mm -hmm. this year has been like really challenging for me i'm uh abuse of substances so like what's your what's your go-to substance to abuse then? dude you're not gonna believe it uh it's weed yeah no, no i i think i think weed is absolutely a substance that uh, can be and is very highly abused. It's a it's a thing that we pass around on comedy clubs and stuff, mm -hmm. and that we give for granted that it's like part of the process and stuff. But it's taking a toll in my relationship right now. It's yeah. re it really is. Like my partner is like I don't I don't know what it is. Maybe it's something that I need to finding myself mm -hmm. or uh, but I'm reacting really bad to the fact that you smell like weed all the time, mm -hmm. and it's a thing that I cannot because. I am managing high levels of anxiety, yeah. like a lot of levels of anxiety. Something that really helped me when I was in Malta was uh, surrendering mm -hmm. completely. Mm -hmm. Like I usually sexually am very dominant mm -hmm. and 
people look for me because I'm like the kind of dom that is like soft and kind and stuff. I'm mm -hmm. not like shaming you into shit or anything like that. You do the aftercare as well, I remember. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but this time I just surrendered to a person. Uh, this person and I build a bond of trust uh, strong enough for me because we work together, because we mm. work in film and people that work together in film, you end up feeling like we're family or something mm -hmm. like that. It's yeah. just like being do, in a stressful situation. You do so. bond very quickly. Like the yeah. few times that I've been on film sets, the people, the time that I spent with those people, like I do consider those, you know, you, it's like a fast track. Yeah, it's yeah. extreme. Days feel like months. Yeah. Weeks feel like years. Things mm -hmm. like that. It mm -hmm. feels like that. It feels like time traveling. Well, so I surrendered surrender to this person. I told him, you know what? I'm tired of being the dumb. Fucking tie me up and slap me around. Mm -hmm. And it was great. Yeah. It felt great. It felt for one moment like I was offline, completely offline. <laughs> I, yeah, I totally, the thing, okay, so you talk, you, you say, you know, you're a dumb, but, um, and I've always thought that I am, like, I've always thought that I'm not, um, that I thought I was quite submissive, but really I am much more of a dumb than I, like, oh. I just, I just frame it differently. No, it's you not know? that. It's just that we're switch. Yeah, we switch around, right? Yeah, that's it. But there's only been one, like, I've only had one experience really in my life where I've, uh, and it was recently that I really was in a position where this person wanted to be dumb. And like, it's not like I got hit around a bunch or anything like that, but it was like, there was a strangely strong connection and I was able to surrender and, uh, and let him like do everything. And it was... Uh, the, the level of peace and like and 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 joy and fulfillment that I got from that experience but it's it, it's so dependent on the person that you that you're with correct it's not just like hey why don't you just fucking choke me <laughs> no it's not it's really like good uh, try it out but I'm gonna say seven out of ten times mm -hmm. you're gonna end up with somebody who is just gonna challenge some sort of childhood inadequacy or some mm -hmm. shit and just gonna dump some shame on you. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's just never good for the after for the for the afterglow. You wanna yeah. you wanna mm -hmm. get out of one of those situations where somebody's just, I don't know, let's say they tie you up and start smacking you on the balls. You wanna come out of that situation not just with like slap balls, mm. but also feeling great. Yeah. Feeling joyous. Feeling like, mm -hmm. oh my God, it's not just pain what I'm feeling. It's also like shock waves of emotions and whatever it is and there's something in that where when that um that need in you is being met it's it's uh you feel seen if it's by, if it's like there's a weird feeling understood by this person yeah it's like it takes a very special bond i think and they can uh develop you know just in a couple of hours and then all of a sudden you've got this person that you really feel sees you and this this um power dynamic is is nowhere it's got no connection to abuse or power abuse it's it's really like i see that this is what you want and and this is what i want and it's this this harmony and uh and the fulfillment that comes from that and there's yeah there's no like uh when it's that kind of bond there's no part of your brain that goes am i being taken advantage like taken advantage of here no you're like this is exactly what i want this is perfect and yeah it's it's, it's yeah I had, a, I had a partner that I used to like to just like spank the shit out of them because they wouldn't go to the doctor mm -hmm. <laughs> or they wouldn't like, uh, you know, everybody like people who had like health insurance in Germany, mm 
you you can just like book an appointment go and go get yourself checked. Yeah. So I would just beat the shit out of this person <laughs> and just remind you fucking brat. You need to take better care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to do like a proper checking mm-hmm. and do the whole procedure. Get yeah. your get your blood work done. You know. Yeah. So just incorporate that part of life. <laughs> like each time you're saying that, there's like a whip going down on yeah. a butt cheek. You're like, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, get it, your bloods done. <laughs> <laughs> get Don't your for- pee tested. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget to invest in a <laughs> in a safe and sound retirement plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can't be working forever. <laughs> Although again in Germany, like that's pretty. Oh well, yeah, who knows? I don't know. No, it, and and that's the that's the log that I have had encountering people like that. And what that is bringing me now, and the conversation that is being opening in my relationship is a conversation of well, uh, that's what I do with other partners. Yeah. How come we can't do that together? Just what Maria tells me, because we hadn't had to that mm-hmm. point. And what I told my partner was that we hadn't taken the time mm-hmm. to develop that rapport because mm-hmm. I was too busy uh, trying to impose my my newfound needs as a dom mm-hmm. in the previous years. So mm-hmm. I have been very selfish in that, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I knew all the time that Maria was an excellent dom and that Maria has yeah. partners that they dominate and stuff mm-hmm. and i had just made it my mission to dominate maria and mm-hmm, maria mm-hmm. is not a character that you can actually just like impose your domination onto mm-hmm. and that brought out on me the f- the need to question this is a year of questioning things mm-hmm, for myself mm-hmm. so and the, the, the need of questioning myself, okay, so I do need to have everything in control, but that's not helping me sexually. What's mm-hmm. the thing that's going to help me? Just mm-hmm. releasing control. And since we are been having issues, because parenting, parenting is been having like an impact. Yeah, I guess it would have a yes. massive one. <laughs> and we have had this conversation about closing the relationship, mm-hmm. which I actually didn't take uh, in a good way. Yeah. My reaction to that was uh, not now. Yeah. Oh, holy fuck. Oh my God, you just <laughs> caught the fly. There's been a fly flying around my hair and now Carl's head and he just <laughs> literally caught it. along with the cat. <laughs> <laughs> for the yeah. next person to sit down. Holy shit. How you did not expect to catch it. There's, <laughs> some, there's some hand sanitizer there. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was on point. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah. you were at one with the fly. <laughs> You dominated that fly girl. I should have eaten that fly. Yeah. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Anyway, what was I saying? So um, yeah, no. Issues I mean, in par- like parenting creating other um, uh, issues or, or challenges within the relationship. No, and the fact is that uh, I had therapy and the advantage that I had with my therapist is that number one, it was free. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Health insurance covered it, right? No. Um, I, I had the luck because somebody recommended me like four therapies on my, on my native language, Spanish. And one of them worked for a church, a mm-hmm. uh, nonprofit organization mm-hmm. that did like family work. Mm-hmm. That's how I met Dr. Angel Sanchez. With him, I did like four years of um, 
Uh, gestalt therapy. Gestalt therapy. Well, actually... Is that like gestalt? Or? Gestalt, oh, okay. yeah. Okay, I don't know what that means either. <laughs> well, actually, I'm like going to correct your pronunciation and then you can right, tell yeah, me what so, it means. So, so gestalt therapy in German makes... Um, they make you tell your story and then they retell your own story mm -hmm, in a mm -hmm. different way. So you understand that narratives are dominating you mm -hmm. and that you should retell your narratives and in yeah. between sessions um they s they leave you with homework because mm -hmm. it's between the sessions that therapy really works totally you know so mm -hmm. uh, i had all those tools and i felt like free therapy is the best gift that i ever had because it wasn't focused around money it wasn't like mm -hmm. well come back the next session yeah. mm -hmm. it was focused on on results and the doctor just told me, like, you know, you can use this with friends. You can, like, mm -hmm. you don't need therapy. You don't need to become a slave to therapy. But I'm a big supporter of that, yes. But mm. I'm a big supporter of the fact that you're not the same person all the time. Yep. And the more therapy you have, the more that other issues may arise. Yeah. Now, I have issues right now that I don't have any tools to deal with. Mm -hmm. So what I decided was, all right, I'm going to look for help. Uh the problem is that the help comes either too late sometimes or mm. it comes in a moment where people are actually desiring results. So I'm at that stage. Mm -hmm. But the good news is that I found therapy. I found a couple of therapists. I've been, I think I've been speaking about that on stage. Yeah. So you found um, a, a couple who are both therapists and you see the two of them. That's right. Together. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I don't know if that might be the case for future uh, sessions, but the first session was, was to both of them. And the, the advantage is that you don't have just one mind working with you. Yeah. You have two minds mm -hmm. at the same time bouncing ideas. Yeah. And if you are engaging off in the process, you might catch glimpses of work right on the session yeah it's not just going to be you trying to entangle the de de you know, entangle whatever is happening in your head it's and it would yeah it would help also with your understanding of the like objectivity of what they're saying because it's not just one person it's two people so they might have slightly different takes on things and then you know and then it's also like uh it's not just the one-on-one -on -one dynamic which can have its own problems in its own like that's its own ecosystem if it's dispersed with another person then yeah that would that's really interesting yeah and not, not, not only that but they are sex positive lgbtqi mm -hmm. friendly which is another thing i became a parent and all the advice that i got was cis white mm -hmm. gender center mm -hmm. like oh mm -hmm. you have to be this and you have to be strong and you have to you have to take the driving position right now and you can mm. and you but all this advice shouldn't be what therapists look from my so my therapy experience like i yeah i um i only saw uh like jungian based psychotherapists who did a lot more they did a lot of stuff that worked with the body as well so it was very like oh, i'm not talking being, about therapy i'm talking about regular people oh regular people okay, okay. i thought advice. the other therapists you no, tested no, no. out no okay, oh okay. no the other oh, therapist was was oh my god i had such a bad experience but i always do whenever i'm finding a therapist yeah like you write emails with therapists and you open up your heart to mm -hmm. people you open up like whatever is happening in your life you try to give like a, the most clear picture that they can have mm -hmm. and rejection comes back <laughs> and it feels Whoa. it feels like 
you know, people talk about fucking dating and then no, uh, it's finding help. It's finding a therapist that is not going to tell you I'm out. I can't help you. You're too much to have on my plate right now. I've been really lucky with my therapist because my mom actually studied psychotherapy. So I started seeing a psychotherapist when I was 17 and saw her for about a year. And she gave me like, did a lot of like the background stuff. Like, so I really understood my basic issues around my parents' divorce. We did a lot of like role playing stuff, a lot of drawing, a lot of like, um, yeah, this a bit of hypnosis and stuff like this. And it, very much the therapy process that I had when I was 17 was um me just talking about stuff and then her trying to get me to um like stop being conscious really like stop being you know just speaking with my i guess my my um frontal lobe. frontal of my ego not so much ego but you know what i mean and then her trying to like yeah, see where, where, construct, yeah. where pain is and and how that feels and really speaking in these uh less self-conscious ways i guess that's what that's I'm saying. how they, that that's how yeah. these uh, therapies work as yeah. well Plus, I think I, uh, I got I to gotta say that I'm, I'm such a child of the 80s because everywhere that I see the word radical, I have to be there. And I think that <laughs> <laughs> radical. Radical. <laughs> and, and they had like radical self-coaching on their mm-hmm. name. And it was like, well, that's that sounds radical. interesting. And we talked about it and they were like, you know, we don't adhere to the radical uh philosophy i mean we have it still on our page but we don't adhere to it and i love that i love mm. people that advertise something but do not take that like as a like as a religion yeah yeah you yeah. know like i'm into bdsm and then you see them all the time and they're wearing fucking leather all the time i like people that dip their feet into yeah. different stuff that you know like i think if you identify too like if you identify really strongly with something there's something um you know something in you that uh isn't okay so you need to cling on to you need to hold on to something that gives you a sense of identity whereas you know you can touch in to all these different activities you can be a dom you can also yeah. not you can be into bdsm you can be a, a radical therapist but then also like um yeah like implement other strategies but the the therapy that i i then saw another therapist i changed therapist uh from when when i got into my 20s when uh, my first um, boyfriend uh, tried to commit suicide and that really fucked me up for quite a while so I was like okay I need to reach out again and then I saw this therapist to get through that stuff and I saw her for and my I've almost never paid for therapy either like my mom always paid good for job it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks mom thanks that's really good it's, she made she made you crazy she that's what I'm doing I'm trying to save money for Mika so Mika can have like a mental health fund yeah and I yeah. think it's really really important but basically this therapist helped me through that suicide situation then when I was going through a real like what am I doing with my life when I was 25 and helped me through like a break up or a relationship like struggles there and then uh, and then again with my ex-husband when I was leaving him but the last time I did therapy with with that experience with the ex-husband leaving like I knew I I was so messed up I had no idea what to do uh and it was a very toxic relationship and uh, she was doing she was practicing a different form of therapy at this point which was sand play and sand play we is talked about this incredible yeah, yeah. So um, so if anyone's interested in sand plate therapy, basically what there is is there's a box of sand in the room. The first stage of the process is you just play with the sand. And there's like no prompts. It's just like play with the sand. And then after you play with the sand for a while, uh, whenever you're ready, you get up with a basket and the therapist will have like all of these figurines and pieces of material and little structures that you can then, you collect what speaks to you and then you go back to the sand and then you 
arrange them in a way and it's by connecting with this um like super you know child base um activity and with no one asking you anything you just engage and then you realize that you've done something and then you sit and you you kind of meditate on it and you realize that it's like this picture of maybe your fears and it's just this deep um representation of what's going on in your subconscious and but with that with that kind of sand play i quite liked it that the therapist said it's good to book three sessions it's not that i'm trying to get money from you but you want a beginning a middle and an end and giving yourself this structure actually somehow i've seen it work much better with people you can come back but the idea is you have a beginning a middle and an end for your process whether or not that's six sessions or three sessions and i did it in three sessions and the amount of um awareness and insight and closure i got on all of this messed up trauma pain guilt that i was going through i yeah and that way i was able to you make some really healthy decisions like therapists therapists call it one thing sorry to no 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 no. therapists call it one thing or the other or whatever like it's like your inner child your this your that Mm -hmm. it's actually you talking to you and yes sometimes sometimes we don't listen to ourselves and we need films like the sandbox to actually mm-hmm. have a visualization of what's happening inside mm-hmm. of yourself i uh yeah i like i say this is the year of my of me questioning a lot of things one of the biggest questions and i'm sorry to like change it has been have i ever been in love with a man the mm-hmm. same way that i have been in love with women like why is my relationship with men so i don't know uh aloof mm-hmm. and you know just like well there's a there's a different power and, thing. and things like that there's a different i think with the same sex unless you have identified as like unless you you i think okay i'm about to make some huge statements who knows but like unless you're like i'm only interested in the same sex as me and so that's been how you've lived i think when you delve with the like you try to you know you try relationships with the opposites with the same sex you usually go for the opposite sex but now with the same sex i think you're so um inured in these old like uh relationship dynamics so it's like for for example most women and i think most men with men feel like there's a real competitive thing there's a the, the power dynamics it's, are so much more competitive i think it's super weird and, and it's it's also that thing of like um I actually don't like men, not sexually. No, men bored me. I found that out the hard way because I started like giving, but men have a way like, especially the men I felt, I usually felt attracted to. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just like poor souls who have like a low level of entertainment and stuff then i'm starting to find men that are more like out there and stuff usually they're like confused 25 year old hot guys (laughs) well that tells me a lot why they're boring (laughs) dude like they don't have any things no but then the men that are like interesting you know Mm -hmm. those men that lesbians imitate and stuff like that you know Mm -hmm. those those like hard-working that's slightly problematic (laughs) no i mean (laughs) <laughs> Come on, I I consider myself to be a lesbian as well. Uh, I love me, a, I I love me a butch lesbian. I really do. Mm-hmm. That was that was that was the thing that I used as a drag to be a man. I didn't follow the 
you know, the image of like old time men like, uh, I don't know, Paul Newman or Steve McQueen. Well, no. I think Frank Sinatra is a great, a great yeah. role model. But then, but then there's Katie Lang. I try to be Katie But then Frank there's Katie Lang, who is a better <laughs> Frank Sinatra for me. No. Fuck yeah. No. Katie Lang is amazing. The way she, oh I love Katie Lang, God. don't get me wrong. But like my, like the. Tick Notaro for the fuck, for, for fuck's sake. Tick Notaro like is mainlier than any man. And, She just makes me like, oh my fucking god! Like, be something like that. Aspire to something like that. Not just like, that's the thing that I'm telling you. That, mm -hmm. that that the men that these women adapt their role model of masculinity mm -hmm. or butchness to are usually sad, broken men <laughs> who have like mm -hmm. no joy in their life, no hugs from their parents, and it's just fucking horrible to be following that thing all the time or falling mm. for that thing all the time i want i want a guy who i want a russian guy who has been hugged by his dad how about that oh that's uh, you that's, know what you're i mean you're not gonna find that dude uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what i mean i want a hot russian guy who is gonna talk to you about kale <laughs> you know what i mean interesting <laughs> he sounds boring to me no, no. i i <laughs> i it's funny that you're saying this though because for example for me i have never fallen in love with a woman i've been extremely attracted to and like thought maybe i could have love with that woman but i've never had it but i also feel the same way i think that you like i love my female friends right and i've got my friends but like a woman who i'm attracted to who i could um fall in love with i i if i'm usually often if i'm around a bunch of women i and i always want to support the sisterhood and but in terms of me being intellectually and like physically or, or like you know that 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 chemical in your heart that that like, <gasps> excited thing yeah i don't i like really so few women do that for me whereas i can the way i can relate to men is just so much Yeah. easy like it's so much it, it feels so much more natural for me and like i can push things i can be an asshole i can be you know i can i can be no, i feel I so much you, more myself yeah, i can tell you what it is mm. on me and me it's just internalized homophobia that's it yeah and i think that uh love with, within man is gay as fuck and then the voice of my mom comes in my head and it's like i'm gonna die because of your lifestyle and okay. then you know what i mean But have you got do you know any like male gay couples that you're like oh my god these guys are the best yes i okay. have uh, corneli and timo which are like friends of maria who came hi corneli hi timo sorry to for bringing you into the podcast but they're like a oh, such a lovely couple and interesting and, humans oh and, my god and they, yeah. they did something really cute for me last year on my birthday which was Uh, because everything was closed and usually what I do on my birthday is go and watch two movies. Mm -hmm. They opened their house to me mm -hmm. and they had like a like a video beam and they gave me two very lovely queer movies for my birthday. Aww, that's beautiful. And they projected two movies for me. We did like a double feature. They did popcorn. We oh my had God, cake. I go we to had the everything. I want to go to the movies. You know what? <laughs> the next, the next, okay. There's my like, birthday is in two weeks and I, I'm not, I, what I'm going to go. What's your birthday? On the 22nd. 22nd of, of October. 
Okay, I've got something on that day. Do you know what I want for my birthday? What do you want for your I birthday? I want a birthday orgy. You want a- <laughs> <laughs> I, Maria told me like, what do you want for your birthday? And it's like the same thing as every year. I want a birthday how do orgy. You, ha- have you done it before? Do you do it each year? No. Have um, you ever done it? No. How would you organize want, it? Uh, how would oh you organize God, it? I would just would it be at home? So I wouldn't take part of it. I will be the, 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 the orgy bottler. Okay. Yeah. And I will butler. bring all my my hot friends mm-hmm. and hot people just lounging around in my house and then you know if you want to get it on you get it on if you want to just like there's like magic wands all, uh, all over the place it's like nice music <laughs> by magic wands do you mean like not the harry potter kind of do magic you mean like crystal like do you mean like a nice nice dildos yeah nice and dildos stuff? and stuff mm-hmm. just to offer people just to like you know uh get yourself i would like it to have a very uh Femme to femme energy, mm-hmm. just a few guys, but guys with femme, femme energies mm-hmm, as well, mm-hmm. or just guys to be willing, that are willing to just like put their themselves on a down position. a little bit, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. not be like my cock cures cancer, shit yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, you yeah. know, get on it, <laughs> exactly, no, it's like let's fill those holes, <laughs> yeah. no, <laughs> filling all of them, right. I'm gonna fill all those holes, no, um. If, if some holes want to be filled, it's because somebody is taking orders. I would like to have a very dumb woman just like giving orders as well Ooh, to people. This sounds, what, what what kind of location would you do? It, it, will, it would just be my apartment because Maria is going on that week in a way. <laughs> they already told me like, look, uh, I'm going to go to Hamburg and it's going to be your birthday. So how about it? You're going to be 41. If you get to have an orgy, that's great. Please have everybody be 2G. Yeah. Everybody has to be 2G. Yeah. And Vaccinated or recovered or for recovered, anyone that's yeah. listening, not in Germany. Yeah. That's, 2G. Oh, my yeah. God. I love 2G. <laughs> oh, my God. I love 2G. It's so good being in clubs and bars with no masks and just oh. being like, life is normal again. I can share saliva and with a stranger. People are so flirty right Dude, now. Dude, it is insane. I yeah. feel like this is like I, I, I said it and I, I knew it was going to be like this, but it's still like it's like the it's like the 1920s or it's like the you know it's at that real peak period that everyone is just making the most of every moment and i love it i, I wonder it's how so easy see, to pick this, up this, right this now it's my catholic brain i wonder how long it's gonna last no it's been going on forever That's, it has we, been it, it has been People are mm-hmm. slow, but also it's <laughs> like love it. it's like pandemic. We don't know when the, the thing is. We don't know when the next bullshit thing like that is going to hit. We don't know. And okay, bullshit. I'm not saying that COVID doesn't exist, <laughs> no. but like we don't know when our freedoms are going to be removed again. We don't know when uh, climate change is really going to fuck us over. Like there's a real sense of uh, it's the impending apocalypse. Yeah, like and it's taking way longer yeah. than we expected. Yeah, and we're gonna like fuck like crazy and take all the. Take take every opportunity uh to have fun that we can and so this is what i think about uh, people taking a lot of drugs love it mm-hmm. um just i wish people knew why we take drugs like mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure that i know why i take drugs like mm-hmm. i have a bunch of emotional pain right now that i'm dealing with say now for me i'm i'm not a fan of drug taking because of emotional pain oh no i i i take i take uh weed because of that because i have to and that's why i stopped i have to numb it down i Mm. really don't know how to deal with that that's why i'm going to therapy now to have new tools to deal with this new kind of pain that i have yeah that the pain does not take me away yeah 
but uh yeah and at the end of the at the end of the day uh, i wish everybody really knew that you're only taking this to numb something mm -hmm. and to be able to enjoy whatever part of your life you're not being able to enjoy up until that point but I think there are different drugs for different purposes, though, right? So, like, for example, I have been enjoying a bit of Coke and a bit of ketamine. Uh, yeah, those are the only drugs. Now, I know exactly why I do them. The Coke is because <laughs> I've been drinking, so I need to, <laughs> I need to straighten out a little bit now. Like, if okay. I want to keep having fun, this is, this is the thing that um, balances me. I usually end up slowing down my drinking. So, like, okay, maybe I'll have had four drinks five drinks and then it will be someone will be like coke and i'm not doing anything the next day and i'll be like yeah that means i can continue having like having these chats and being present and it gives me a little a little bit of extra buzz and it's a different type of um uh, excitement and uh, and awareness ketamine is a different thing ketamine is like let's feel drunk without the alcohol and uh and still be really present but there's a real playfulness and no sluggishness but look every drug has like right now a study going on on the effects that he has psychologically so we might be doing ourselves a favor but we're not because we're not doing it with that consciousness we're only doing it because like fuck yeah i'm drunk if i take this this is going to take me out and actually if you take that that like the european cocaine you're taking just like 40% cocaine and then some baby laxative. And then totally. I love that baby laxative, man. Mm -mm -mm. I love me someday. <laughs> but, but the difference is like, I'm not going out being like, I'm, I'm going out to take drugs tonight. It'll be like, I'm, I'm going out, like I'm at a show <laughs> and then I finish the show and the energy's great. And then there are all of these friends here and the chats are fun and who knows who the next person so I'll have sex will be. Yeah. And so it's like, let's just keep this vibe going. I'm, I'm loving meeting people. I'm loving having like dumb chats. I'm loving having deep, intense chats. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing parts of myself here. I'm extending, you know, I'm extending yeah, um, that's what, that's my awareness yeah, of, that's of people. And also there's a fucked up little, it's not fucked up. It's just a little bit um, capitalistic. There's also a thing where I am improving my social media presence and my following generally by talking to people after shows and then even talking to people well after shows and i'll be i'll be talking about what i do and then um i'll have these people these people come to my shows then and you know just being out and talking to people is uh increasing my <laughs> that's the nature of show reach business. <laughs> yeah that's the nature of show business and i love it yeah all those crazy things that happen yeah. to you yeah uh dave chappelle make may he rest in peace <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he says Dave Chappelle is not dead. Really? <laughs> <laughs> According to the transgender community, he is. He, yeah, I was just talking to my stepdad about this. Oh this my morning. god, we had we could do like an hour talking about that. I I think maybe I respect, we but the fact that he doesn't acknowledge my position in life or my uh, disposition in life as valid or as like as queer? No, not as queer. Uh, as non-binary. As non-binary. Uh, it's like, he doesn't accept it. He straight out said he doesn't accept it. He just says that there's only men and women, that you can only be, either be a man or a woman. So Does he really say that? He, he said it on the show. I, really I understand. I mean, how, how, like, how he left it open mm, but you know i don't I, mean? I don't i don't uh, so I, find... I so i i i followed everything that he said on the show mm. until that point when i was like well to you 
I'm nobody. And then he told that story about the transgender person. Like, oh, I hang with people. And it's like, oh, all right. So to you, my lifestyle is just like a fashion statement or something like that. Got it. So for you, just uh, human beings are just like classical men or women. But that's also, that's also just not true in terms of there's intersex and then there's like, you know, like in Thailand, they recognize like 15 different genders. Like his, it's just like, his, his statement is biologically wrong. Yeah, Because biological absolutely. like gender is just like a spectrum and there's people well, like on, on a lot. Yeah, there's sex and then there's gender and yeah. like, yeah, biologically there's there are more than two sexes and then gender wise it's like dude that's a that's an yeah. entirely different thing as yeah. well um so, we're gonna have to wrap it up because oh we're gonna be God. starting a show yes <laughs> um we are performing at the world grindhouse comedy if you haven't checked us out come and check us out uh sundays at 6 p.m oh look at me go with my plugging it's insane um do you have any last uh things that you want to bring up yes uh i'm gonna be in the chili cookout of box cargaining a platz next week eating chili not making chili and I might be cooking some soup um, next week if you want to come over to my house. And, <laughs> and also, it looks like there's a oh, and there's an orgy an coming. Orgy. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to take part of the birthday orgy, please uh, hit me up at, at Carlmedy. That's K A R L M E D Y, Carlmedy. Yeah. It's like comedy, but with Carl. So sad. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's genius. Great. It's genius. amazing. I love my handle. It's a great handle. Um, <laughs> it has been a pleasure, Carl, as always. Thank you, Anna Bears. And uh, that's been Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Uh, see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.